Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talks special, The Haunting of Hill House After Show. On a normal episode, we would, of course, review and discuss one horror film in great detail. But for this series of, well, this is the last episode of 10 or maybe 11 episodes, I think there will probably be an episode after this, we will be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Your expert hosts each day... <laughs> each episode? Uh, each episode. Are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day. That's me, the foremost expert in scare nonos. So with no further ado... Here we go to the final episode, episode 10, uh, titled Silence Lay Steady um, of The Haunting of Hill House. We will uh, we'll give you a brief synopsis of this episode, and then we will just get right into it. As I mentioned, this is the final episode of the series. It ties everything together. We finally get a good long look into the Red Room. And also um, into kind of everybody's psyche, and um, and this this is what ties it all together. So, so without further ado, do let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. So this episode starts out with Shirley going up to the red door and Theo is already inside and they are kids. They're just, they're little kids. Theo's dancing along. She's like doing her little dance deal. And Shirley's, Shirley and her sister Nell are trying to get in. And this brings us back to, I think, the very first episode when when the two little girls are trying mm-hmm. to get in there and 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 then maybe the third episode when we learn that Theo is within and mm-hmm. she's oh geez there's somebody fucking jerking the yeah jerking this doorknob yeah we start seeing the explanation for the red door where it's a different room for everyone right and so we see all the past scenes in previous episodes where um, each of the kids have kind of their safe safe space and right. uh, how every time that they are kind of haunted in that room and ends up being one of their family members trying to get in. Yes. It's a, it's a brilliant mechanic. Yeah. Cause it's because throughout the series you get the spooks, you know, and mm-hmm. you see, Oh fuck, there's shadows under the door. There's mm-hmm. people walking around on the other side and Oh God, what, what, what is going on? And then you get the explanation for it at the end. And the explanation for it is much less, um, terrifying yeah that although strangely pretty terrifying like yeah you know a room that no one can seem to get into and it allows people to go in you know it's like mm-hmm. you get to go into this room according to the room like the room determines whether or not you get to go in so anyway uh and then we skip forward to the present where Stephen is having a um it shows it shows Stephen and and Hugh arriving at Hill House after Luke was there and they smell like the gas and then they go up to the door and then it like cuts to That's supposedly right. future 
um, after all this happened, and it's Stephen writing the sequel to, you know, the his his uh, blockbuster Hill House book to like wrap it up with what what just yes. what we're waiting to be shown to us. Yes, yeah. My apologies. That's right. So they had entered the house already, which is why Stephen has this vision. That is, um, the vision is well. It's not clear whether or not it's a vision. At right at this moment in the show, you're like, "Oh, this is this is just the future now." And he's yeah. d- discussing with his wife his ability to ride, and and, and then his little... wife real takes a real turn. Oh, yeah. Also, d- have to mention that his wife is pregnant, right? Which is pregante. Interesting. She... And um, am I pargant? And <laughs> she's pargant, uh, pregat, and <laughs> she. All of a sudden, takes this turn of like, oh well, that's what you do, Stephen. You you take everyone's yeah. misery and you form it into commerce for your own ex- your own enjoyment. Right. It's exactly what you do. And he's like, you're like a parasite. He's kind of like, what, like, bitch? Wait, wait a minute. Wait, you're it's my loving, a real turn. You're love my loving wife. I thought, and she's like, am I pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> she's just confused whether or not she's pregnant. Um. Yeah, and and you you kind of you kind of do a double take because she's saying it in this kind of like sing songy like la yeah. la 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 kind of way like you're such a bitch and you you turn other people's misery into your own commerce yeah. blah 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 and he's like um okay but like I thought w- wait we love each other though right <laughs> like. <laughs> And then her stomach starts turning black, and you're like, uh-oh. Oh. Well, this isn't real. Like, Well, then also Steven says, like, I don't actually remember getting here or how you got pregnant or anything in between. Right. Like, it's kind of hard to write because I don't remember anything happening. And then you realize, like, oh, okay, this is... This isn't actually happening. Yeah. You know? I am pregnant to last five weeks, so can I start sex? Can I? Yeah, um, yeah, so quickly we kind of figure out, oh, this is this is a vision that Stephen's having because the house. Hmm. He's in the house. Mm-hmm. And the house He's is inside the red room. Like, he makes it into the red room. That's right. While That's Hugh right. is, like... Trying to, I, he's, I don't remember he's what he's like, doing. Like looking at the at the at the fucking. Uh, no, look at this window sill look at over this here. Window sill, and then I'll just kind of. And Steven's like, "Hey, here's Luke," and and, and he's like, "Steve, no!" <laughs> and uh, Steve walks in the room, and the and the, and the house is like, "Hey, get out of here, Hugh. You're not." And then Hugh gets infected with the the black oil from X Files. Well, right. not really, but it's he just starts getting. Infected by tendrils of black over his body. What's the black oil from t- X-Files? I'm trying to remember. It's like, you know, it's it's part of the... Was that part of the smoking The man? conspiracy stuff that doesn't quite make sense when you look at it as okay. a whole. Okay, this is the overarching shit storyline? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, one of the alien species has some kind of oil thing in them i can't remember do you remember the x-files movie i think it was like Uh 97 yeah was that a fucking wacky movie yeah it was kind of weird they they ended up in an antarctica with some bees chasing them or something like that no i thought that was the second one oh the first there was a second one yeah there's two x-files movies wow 
one was while the series was going on. Like there's yeah. a there's a point in Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. In the it's like the second to last season or something. It's between those seasons. And then yeah. David Duchovny yeah, uh, he promptly he fucks off. And then and then they made a movie like ten years ago now, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they when they restarted the series, I think that was. No, they restarted the series just like a couple years ago, but they made a movie with like a that was kind of great. It was like a monster of the week type of movie instead oh. of like doing focusing on the conspiracy one. theory. Yeah. No, I was talking about the, the original movie. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they were in Antarctica and there were some bees. Yeah. There's something to do with that. Any, yeah. any, so Hill House. Hill House. Um, <laughs> um, we, we were just in our red room there for a second. Yeah. I just, I just blanked and now <laughs> went I went to our I, happy place. I woke up. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Steve's wife completely wrecks him. He wakes up in the red room and he's trying to save Luke, who seems to be. A, he's foaming at the mouth because he be, has rat poison injected into his veins. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. Luke entered the room previously and the house tricked him into believing that the rat poison was heroin. And let me just ask this. Is it, a, is it, was it a mistake on the house's part to let Steve into the room and then the remaining children <laughs> into the room to save Luke. Wouldn't have wouldn't it have been better to off them one by one? I don't know. Houses get greedy sometimes. You think this was yeah. haunted houses can get real greedy. Do you think this is if, if there's one if there's to... one aspect of haunted houses that I know about is that they're very impatient. You think we can chalk this up to Yeah, it's been sitting here for fucking 30 years and now it's just like you just can't wait to blow its load and it's just like oh, oh, oh. it's just like fucking I, can, I just need all these guys, these kids in here so I can just fucking murder them all mm -hmm. so fast oh yeah I mean really it seems like it can control whether you can enter or leave so couldn't it in reality just close the door and not let them out and then they'd all just die of hunger hmm maybe that was its angle hmm yeah, I mean, so, so we are in agreement then that the house fucked up <laughs> at some point. No, I mean it could it it could have been a, a strategy. It could have been like, well, I'll just get them all in here and they're trapped and they can't leave. Yeah, but and then, then they they'll got eventually out. die. Yeah, but they got out. Well, it wasn't, let them out. It wasn't accounting for Nell and their mom to be like angels of angels. I guess they're not angels of something yeah no okay yeah they're guardian angels that's the word i was trying to think about. i see i see where you're going okay well in any event um shirley and theo show up to the house like in in pretty quick succession well they're like they're shown getting to the house and then all of a sudden they're shown just in the room like when steven wakes up i think no no someone they... someone wakes up and they're there like no, 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 because because Theo, Theo and Nell walk, uh, and not Theo and Nell, Theo and Shirley walk into the house, and, um, Shirley sees the dude with the glass. Shirley sees, keeps seeing this handsome man who, who she has seen through consistently throughout the series, and finally we get the answer yeah. to who this handsome man is with the glass, who's cheersing her. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Theo heads promptly upstairs, um, where where she she enters the room. But I think they see Abigail. 
Yeah, Does they, she see Abigail at the well, bottom I, of the stairs? Is that? I think I think Hugh and Steve saw Abigail at the oh. bottom of the stairs when they first entered. That was at the very start of the show. Oh right. So, anyways, they all get, they all get in the red room, and each one of them has their own little, um, you know, inception dream. Yeah, of what's of like how they're trying to be captured by the room, and then each one in turn is. Like it, it takes a dark turn, and then all of a sudden, um, Nell shows up and saves them. Pretty much, that's like what happens to each of them in turn, right? Um, I can't remember it out of order. Um, but I can't. I so the the I can't recall exactly how that goes because I haven't reached that spot in my notes yet. But I can I I can tell. I would like to go into the the handsome man at the bar. Right. Um, which is Shirley's kind of fucking her deep, dark secret, which is um, Shirley had had a moment with a dude at a bar for a, mar- a mortician's like get together. Yeah. Where it was like Con- a convention. Yeah. Convention. That's what it is. And um, this dude orders her a drink and she orders him, you know, some embarrassing appetizer. There's like a meat cute. <laughs> Like he, he, uh, yeah, he orders What's a, a, what? a meet cute. You don't know what that term is? It's like in a rom-com when, like when they meet. I'm it's annoyed like, with you right now. Oh, um, it was just a big misunderstanding. A meet cute? Like M-E-A-T or M-E-E-T? M-E-E-T. A meet cute. Yeah, man. Gotta get with the lingo. We're in the biz now. What biz? <laughs> the movie industry. We are? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Man, we've we've interviewed, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger and... And the rest. And the rest. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like that part in The Simpsons where they envision uh, where they're like, however hot dogs are made, and there's all these, <laughs> the tails of all these animals. <laughs> Just like a raccoon and a dog. Yeah. Yeah, we're part of the movie industry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're a parasite on the movie I've industry. Seen, more. I've seen movies. Uh, um, so, so, so they have a meat meat cute, uh-huh. and you got uh, it. They uh, they flirt, and and then you know the story goes on. But whoa, the story goes on into surely doing this guy. And well, actually, the way it's shown is it shows Shirley turning them down. Right. But that's then, not really how it goes, is it, show? Yeah. yeah. And what actually happened is she went up to the room with them, and they fucked. Yeah, yeah they got they got powerful fucking done. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And Can ooh get pre-get from pre-cum? <laughs> well, mostly after after the the meeting, she, she had some questions about... Can ooh down a 20-foot water slide pegnat? <laughs> she wanted to know if she could go down some water slides pegnant. Um, yeah, so she has this intense shame around this event, which kind of obviously makes her a gigantic hypocrite because she's right. judging her husband for almost getting kissed by Theo, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, n- <laughs> my next note is... Is ridiculous. My next note says Theo's dream is having sex and talking about greenhouses. Uh huh. I mean, it's not wrong. I don't remember that at all. Talking about <laughs> greenhouses. I'm so tired right now. So yeah, Theo talking about greenhouses. 
Theo is with um, her tatted up one night stand slash girlfriend. Yes. And they're being intimate and and she's relaying a story from her childhood where she had thrown a stone through this greenhouse oh, yes. that her mom had finished. Her her mom is a, you know, architect and she was really proud and she was about to That's right. show it to the client because it was finished and it was like a really big deal. And Theo threw a rock through one of the window panes and uh, her mom got really mad to the point where she spanked her. It was the yeah. only time that she ever used corporal punishment. And she basically said, I learned a lot about my mother from that moment. And I learned a lot about myself. And, you know, it felt bad. But that the sound of that window crashing was yeah. just too great. And then she talks about how she threw another one after that. I, uh, man, I, I'm so envious of kids who learned a lot from corporal punishment. <laughs> I, I got wailed on continuously. It was like the fucking eight month spankological protocol. It, it never ended. It was just whack. It never stopped. I just got spanked every goddamn day mm -hmm. for doing a wide variety of horrible things. Stealing mm -hmm. and like, and, you know, hitting and mm -hmm. being mean, mm -hmm. biting, mm -hmm. um, cursing. Um, Throwing rocks through greenhouses. Uh, I don't think I ever threw a rock through a greenhouse. All our greenhouse, thing about greenhouses now is they all come with PVC plastic. Mm. Just heavy duty plastic. Mm. Although but you can you can take a knife and you can slip that shit. And that is... That's tantamount to, yeah, throwing a rock through through mm, glass. Mm, mm. Although it doesn't leave the, the mess. Anywho, uh, yeah, did you get did you get spanked a lot? I got spanked a couple times. And a it couple was, times? Yeah. You like, like 20, I 30 times? Broke a lamp or something. Like it, it was a rare occasion, and it was more of just like a humiliation thing. Like, oh, dude. to where it wasn't. It wasn't there was like nothing, a constant nothing attached to my emotions. Mm. It was just, it was just like physically harming my asshole. Yeah. The other, the other thing is that my, I was just uh, my butt. Uh, I was also just a really good kid. Like I never got in trouble, except for those rare occasions, which Weird. I really pissed him off. What the fuck is that like? It's pretty great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway i don't know why other people didn't do it more just, just be be a good kid just be good just listen to your parents it's, it's i mean to be honest with you it's, it's good advice <laughs> i wish my kids would do that um so as it turns out at this point we learn like we said at the start of the episode everybody has been to the red room a lot the red room is everyone's favorite room in the house um as it turns out they all think they can't get in but in reality it's where they spend their time doing their thing. So in mm -hmm. Theo's case, it's the cha-cha. In uh, Steven's case, I believe it's video games or something like mm -hmm. that. And in Mom's case, in Liv's case, it's a reading room and yada, 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 yada. Yeah, it was... Uh, who was it for Shirley? Shirley was the living room. Theo was his treehouse. And yeah, now I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a tea room or something? Yeah. A player, like a playroom probably um 
so um, at this point, we kind of so the, the we we see the struggle happening with Liv's ghost, which is uh, w- with the uh, Mimi um, is is telling Liv, "Hey, you know, you gotta kill him." Yeah. Come on, waste your family. I'll give you a beer. And uh, <laughs> no, her name isn't Mimi. It's a uh, what's her name? She's the flapper girl. Yeah, I can't. Where's the names? It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it's it, the flapper girl from the twenties. It starts with like, a P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, is she? She keeps telling Liv. She's like, hey, you got, come on, waste your family. I'll give you a beer. A, a beer. And uh, and lives live. It makes sense to her to an extent because she is death. So life is hurt. Ow, ow, life, ow. You know. Um, so uh, she's got to save her kids from the pain of life. Um, but at this point, uh, Hugh gets in, um, gets into the red room, um, and um, and then we kind of get a, a backtrack to. The groundkeepers witnessing the death, the death of Liv, and um, let's see here. We need to help. Poppy is the name. Poppy is the name of the flapper girl. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like a huge part of it is they are trying to revive Luke, you know, because he's still foaming from the mouth on the floor. Yes. And we see from Luke's perspective, um, he like full on died. Like they're they're like losing him. And, um, from Luke's perspective, he shows up in the, um, kind of the tea room and he sees young Nell and his mom and young Abigail all around the tea table. And she's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Like, finally, we've been waiting so long. And, you know, just basically being heaven, you know, heaven is a little tea room with a couple little girls and your mom. I can see why Luke wasn't super enthused. Um, <laughs> but, uh. Oh, you mean it isn't fucking heroin? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking blows. <laughs> it's just rat poison tea? Oh. Jesus. Uh, and then Nell shows up and, and snaps him out of it, and he, he comes back alive. And he's not doing great. You know, he's still got rat poison in him, but, um,. Then they're all together in the room. Everyone's like returned from their dream state. And then I think, is Hugh, Hugh let in by this point or no? It's just the kids. And then Nell shows up and then she starts like speaking and, you know, riddle. And she starts like, it's like a tape loop where it's like she's repeating herself. And then eventually... Um, wow, you're recalling this much better than I am. Really? You don't remember any uh, any of this? I do remember parts of this. I don't remember her speaking in a tape loop. Yeah, she's like saying, oh, I'm, you know, things are all out of order. And, and like, no. And she's like answering questions that aren't, haven't, oh, haven't that's been asked right. yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually gets to a point where it syncs up and like yes. she answers <clears throat> Shirley's question. And then it goes on the... Basically, the monologue that really states the the moral to the story about this entire series, which is like all these, you know, you think of time as a, a straight line of a beginning, middle and end, and that it's actually just a series of, you know, randomly occurring points in, in your yeah. life and that you don't remember and you live in, you know, in different times and 
and um that it's all about love and everything else is confetti is is the basic like ending line of it that's right and i'm kind of like glossing over it but it's the most important part of the series for me right is like it really ties a nice bow over like the the thesis statement of of the whole show and yep. and just saying like this is what it's all about this is what's important and which this is, is why you know which is what it's about love and you know your own relationships and and uh yeah, but I'm trying to get my dick sucked over here. <laughs> well, it's less important, more about love. I don't know. I is it? More talking about siblings, but I mean if that's your thing. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I mean, how did you react to this the second time you've watched like the finale? Um it it made me uh it it did the thing that so many things do now, which is it makes me very grateful for my kids and um it makes me worried about their future and and it also makes me hopeful you know um it really i mean so i, I don't know i i've i've kind of come to embrace this thing which is like uh, I guess it's it's like some sort of philosophy for me, but it's not like a, a well-tied-together philosophy. It's just th- this theory that I have, which is when things are bad, when things are terrible and not fun and you're having a real bad time, that's the good part, kind of. Because without without that part, everything else loses all context and meaning. You know, like, so if you don't have any bads, you don't have anything to contrast anything against. And I mean, just a life full of nothing but good and fun is not fun at all mm-hmm. <laughs> because fun is meaningless without boredom and or sadness or mm-hmm. something like that. So I don't know. It, it, it kind of it's affirming to me. Um, and uh I don't know. What about you? I mean, it's it's even more impactful now because I mean, it's all dealing with like death and and uh, how people live on and you know how it's not they're not in the past; they're still with you. And and um, um, we haven't even got to the part about the Dudleys, but um, yeah, I mean, I I was in tears again. I mean, I was in tears the first time I watched it a couple years ago, but. It's still just as impactful. It's pretty intense stuff. And I think about, you know, obviously my dad just died. And um, just think about my family and and the love we share and, and how that kind of transcends most of the miserable shit in life. You know, you can't, you can't save yourself from uh, entropy, you know. Stuff goes wrong. Um, nothing ever stays consistent things change um but as long as you love the people that you're with it's worth it i'm told (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so we get to see kind of every all these 
kind of loosens, tie up. We do get to see the Dudleys, um, who apparently got to kind of sort of almost witness uh, Liv's death. Um, yeah, so if you remember Abigail, their daughter right. was basically murdered, murdered by yeah. Liv. And they arrive late, and they just understand the tragedy of it. You know, they're not even... It's kind of hard to process in the moment, but they see that their child had died, that they had tried to protect this whole time, and specifically not ever come in this house. Right. And um, the house, house still ate her up. And as they're crying, they see Abigail, you know, quote-unquote alive as a ghost in, in the doorway. And they... You know, realize that she's still there in the house, and the yeah. Uh, so Hugh is like at the moment he's like, he's, I'm going to burn it down. I'm going to salt the earth and and make like, this a desolate place. And like, no, our daughter lives here. No, yeah, don't you get it? And the Dudleys are like, you can't, you can't do it. And they make a deal where they won't say anything to the authorities. Like they won't make a big stink out of it. And like no one's gonna know really about Abigail because they kept her away from so everyone. Up. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it's real fucked up. But also they can they can see her in the house. But also, also snitches get stitches. So you know, <clears throat> shut the fuck up. And so they make this deal with with Hugh to not destroy the house just so that they can see their daughter. You know, at least have some kind of compromise and see their daughter that that died. Yeah, and then the kind of ending of their story is that it shows them um, as really old and, and Mr. Dudley is bringing Mrs. Dudley in right as she's dying into the house. And she's rejoined with her uh, two daughters, the baby and Abigail. That's a dark fucking life. For the rest <laughs> of du Mr. Dudley. Good. Yeah. Hey, he's not going to live long, uh, but, um, and then also, you know, we get to see Shirley kind of, get real with uh with her husband and steve gets real with his wife and so everybody's kind of tying up all the loose ends mm -hmm. for this so i have a question for you what does what does the house represent in all of this do you have any, any theories about it's kind of a, a stand-in for the world like it's i mean it's kind of contrasted to you know with poppy saying you know this is the you know if you die this is the real real life and what you're living in is in a dream and it's a nightmare and you know this is this is the life and really it's the other way around maybe but it, it, they're both described as say? they're both described as like being hungry and chewing up people and you know killing people so you send them out into the real world the real world chews up people uses them and people are miserable, and they lead miserable lives. And you can lose your kids to all these influences. And then the house itself is hungry. Like yeah. it, it's described as like having a hunger and that's insatiable. And it also chews people up and and uses people. And and uh, we're never really told why, but there's definitely. Um, I'm going to hone this a little bit more. I think. Um, just based on the stuff that you were saying, I, I, I have a little something to riff on, which is maybe, maybe the house stands for like our childhood house, you know, like not necessarily your house or my house, but like 
your childhood with your parents, you know, making it through that series of obstacles that are uniquely chewing, you know, they're, they, they, they chew you up in a certain way. They make you who you are. They fuck you around kind of. And then, and eventually you leave your parents' house and you end up in the real world where it just fucks you around another way, you know, it like chews you up in another way. And, and, um, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's kind of something like that. I mean, that's basically kind of just building on yeah. what you were saying. I mean, really what it's about is that there's evil in the world. There's evil, you know, in the house that, um, make people miserable and, and use people and the the only way that you can fight against it is with love and and caring for others and and sticking together um and helping each other otherwise you're you're on your own and you're going to get chewed up yeah and it's not very much fun being on on your own all alone either so um it's worth it to you know try and make the best of things with the people you got around you yeah um so with that, that is our that ends our concludes our review of the haunting of Hill House. I think we're gonna or have the after show for yeah, yeah, haunting of Hill House, and um, we may have one more episode following this, um, just to kind of summarize our our feelings. We might not. I don't know exactly. Let's, let's, yet. let's talk about it right now. Let's just say okay. What are your overall feelings about haunting of Hill House? I mean, I went into it knowing that I, it's one of my favorite horror properties, you know, in the last decade, probably mm. ever, and it still stands up completely. Oh, I, I'm just as up. it's just as impactful as it was, you know, several years ago, and I was just as scared and just as emotional throughout. Just the really shocking thing about this show is how fucking scary it really is. Like, man, I I will never. I'll never lose that scene where Luke is in bed and that man with the cane mm. comes floating through. It, 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 it fucks me up just to think of I, I remember it so vividly. I remembered it from my first watching and down to the just every detail of it. I was just like, oh, that's goddamn chilling. Um, this show has really got some teeth on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, out of all the things that Mike Flanagan has done, which are all great, like, this is kind of the masterpiece in my mind. This yeah. is, like, the crowning achievement of, like, what he's capable of, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, um... Yeah, I agree. It's a really great thing to, to watch. I mean, if you haven't, why are you what listening to an afterpod, but an after show, um... But yeah, it stands up. Um, it's the reason why it's great is it's got a real emotional core. It goes to some real dark places um, in terms of you know internal life and and life with your family, but also very uplifting and and uh, you know encouraging in like the the end message of like there is hope and we can help each other and love is worth it yeah yeah i don't uh it's so weird to say that i don't think a lot of people right now really feel that way i 
I get the strongest feeling ever that um, that now there's a lot of people who I think have given up on others. Um, I think it's just uh, it's like a, the show is kind of an allegory for it because like you know that Liv loves her kids and that she would never want to hurt them, and you know that Luke, you know, doesn't want to right. kill himself, but the the house blinds them to that or yeah. or manipulates them yeah that's kind of that in in real life is that sometimes you're just blinded by hate or resentment or baggage and you just focus on the wrong thing you're not focusing on you know what the reality is is that we're all human we're all trying like there's no one that's a monster um and you just have to come at it from that perspective and if you really know someone for who they are it's kind of hard not to have empathy and not to like have a certain amount of care for them yeah i think i think the dangerous the dangerous thing is is to make snap judgments on on people and then stick to it yeah you know not to ever question your first inclination and to just go they're a terrible person judge yeah. jury and executioner they're done yeah when you think about i mean there's definitely dead, bad people i mean there's narcissists and sociopaths and stuff and but even then you're like if you realize who they are and how they became who they are it's it's very pitiful it's very pitiful and you yeah. feel sorry for them and and you you definitely have to put up walls boundaries. and boundaries. Yeah. But you don't necessarily have to wish them ill. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, uh, I, I tell you what, though, in terms of just, if we're just looking at it in terms of raw looking at it for a being a haunted house show. Yeah. Second to none. Yeah. Second to none. I mean, it's. I think some of my very favorite haunted house movies are the Paranormal Activity, at least the one through three uh, series, and this is as good as those. <laughs> yeah, um, man, just a, a really great horror show. Yeah, that we don't we don't get a lot of really great horror shows. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about The Walking Dead. It's not the fuck. It's not a horror show. There are horrifying parts within it yeah but it is not and people talk about american horror story i still haven't watched any of it but i i get the distinct impression that it's not not this good it's um, more you know, it, it's very season to season i remember watching maybe the first and second season and being pretty kind of i mean i'll tell you what it definitely leads you along a lot more you know it's a lot of Little, little it feels quick like... hand jerk motions at your dick, and <laughs> uh-huh. you're like, "Oh, okay, you wanna you wanna jerk me off?" And it's like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna run away now." Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah." So, anyways, um, I think the takeaway is that I still love it as much as I did before. It still yeah. still holds up, yeah. and it will always hold up. Um, I don't think we need to give it a score, but. It's, it was fun rewatching it and recording these after shows, and um, hope you guys liked it. Hope you stick around for the regular 
podcast episodes. Yeah, which you can catch every single Wednesday. We do um, we do drop new episodes of our normal podcast every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you could do that, that would help us out a lot. Make sure to share the show with a friend and support us in any way you can by going to horrormovietalk.com and clicking on either one of the green links at the top of the page. Special thanks to Dustin Goble, a professional artist who fucks ever so hard. He's also um, a, uh, a professional artist who takes commissions for artwork from our fans, so make sure you contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And also, of course, a special thanks to maxwell.r.allen on Instagram, who did our intro music for this series. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or hate mail, make sure to address them to us by calling 682-253-4468. From there, you will get you will be allowed to leave a voicemail, and you can tell us whatever's on your mind. Thank you so much for listening to our special after show series on The Haunting of Hill House. We love you so much. You guys take care. Bye. Bye-bye.